Oh boy. He he he. We are back. We are back for Ladies Night Live. What say you ladies? Should we go ahead and get it crunkin'? I said crunkin'. Get it crunk up in here. Let's go, ladies. Yeah, 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 y'all. You already know what time it is. It's your girl, Danette Elkins, a.k.a. The Lockin' You're here for Ladies Night Live right here on TV. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Who is in the building tonight? Okay. Let's just see. Let's just see. Let's just see. Who's with me? Okay. Let's see. Aura in the building. Hello. How are you? Hi, everybody. Hey. Okay. Okay. And we got Diane rocking it in, ladies, night tonight. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, you know, you know. And we got our lady, the shepherd of the house, none other than Shana. Hello, everybody. Hey. Before I let you go, I'm going to tell you about who's on the show tonight. And then I'm going to play a little music for us. But tonight, we've got. Jabrail. I'm, I'm just calling her Jabrail. I'm going to let her introduce herself. She is out of Kansas City. In, well, she's out of Kansas City to die, right? And I want y'all to meet her. She is about to really help us unpack our word, heal, H, the word hurt. So let's go, ladies. I got some music for you tonight. I'm starting it off with a little bit of love because I think we all need it. Amen. All right. Let's pray, ladies. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you on tonight again to give you thanks and continued praise. We're once again, oh God, yielding ourselves, opening up ourselves, oh God, that you would be able to pour into us through the varied speakers on tonight, those who have come, but to Again, just to do nothing but to help uplift, encourage, stretch us, strengthen us, build us up, correct us, tell us the whole truth, nothing but the truth. So help us, God. Lord God, and as we prepare, Lord God, to receive your word on tonight, we are looking forward to what it is that you want to do in this showcase of heal. Lord God, we have come forward and we're just praying, oh God, that you would give the words. Lord God, to the speaker on tonight, we pray, Lord God, that you have downloaded into her mind and into her spirit what we need to hear on tonight. We pray, Lord God, that we would be receptive to what it is that you want to do in all things we give thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. And I'm going to start it off with the queen, none other than Aretha Franklin. Ain't no way on Ladies Night Live with the Lioness on TV Hot 97. Let me 
It just ain't no way. <laughs> it ain't no way if you won't let me love you. So tonight, ladies, ladies night live. We are back. We are back again for our new season and we are dealing with the word heal. Heal. It is an acronym. H stands for hurt. E stands for expectations. A stands for accountability. L stands for love. So if I can have you ladies. Hi, my beautiful sister. LaShawn ah! Gunnels, Amber Breezy, Butterfly Thompson is here at Ladies Night. Hi, my beautiful sisters. We are about to introduce our spotlight for the night. So y'all want to come off the cameras. We will have you back for conversation. The conversation is going to be good tonight. Ah! So, heal, hurt, expectations, accountability, and then when love steps in. We are on a journey, ladies. Let's go. We are about to unpack. The first letter, which is hurt. I played Aretha Franklin because we are talking about the scriptures tonight, too, and we're coming out of Hosea. And so as soon as we get into that, it'll make a little bit more sense. But what better than the queen of soul to talk about hurt? OK, and she had me feeling all of that. So tonight, ladies, our guests. She's gorgeous. She's beautiful. She's talented. She's smart. She's bold. She's courageous. She's a boss. She makes her own moves in her own lane. And she's come to join us tonight to unpack the word hurt. Jabrio, come on, come on to the camera with me, my lovely sister. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. Hey, we are so happy to have you. Uh, I met this lovely lady. Um, she is out of Wyandotte, which is in Kansas City, Kansas. For those of you who don't know, she is a Kansas. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, come through. And she um, had me on her show, which she hosts with uh, Coach Mo. Shout out, Coach Mo. If you watched the late night live that we did a couple weeks ago, he was her, our co-host. Um, but we're thrilled because you're here to help us unpack. Let's unpack. Okay, 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 okay. Let's unpack. So let's go back to that night, Ladies Night Live. What, what do you think uh, was the most resonating piece of that Ladies Night Live? It, you know, the whole thing. What do you think was the thing that resonated with you the most dealing with the topic of hurt? With me? Um, probably, and I don't even want to jump ahead because I know this is a part of the series, but it was accountability. Okay. You can talk on it. Hey, that's what we do. T tell us why. Well, for one, you know, I mean, um, that's been the most, that's probably been the thing that, um, has helped me the most is taking accountability um, 
for stuff I've been dealing with, you know, have dealt with um, and will deal with in the future. And I think even though I knew it to be true, I didn't realize how not ready a lot of people are for that. Hmm. Hmm. For accountability. Yeah. You you think it's that they ain't ready or they just ain't trying to be accountable? But I mean, if they're not trying, I think it's because they're not ready. Okay. Okay. I, you, I, I, I believe if you know better, you do better, right? I hope. <laughs> so, I think one of the things that we were really interested in, um, when we talk about the topic of hurt, hurt people, hurt people. We've all heard that. And we've got, I mean, we've got some gurus in here where it comes to grief and restoration and healing. So the conversation is going to be off the chain tonight. But, but we hear the saying, hurt people, hurt people. And when you think of us being, you know, born into what you would consider a sinful world, okay, we already born into this, it's, it's, it's evident, it feels like it's evident that we're going to get hurt sooner or later. And then we start to compile those things, one hurt after another, after another, right? And so that's why I wanted to unpack. You have recently, you kind of shared with me and I, I'm not going to share anything you ain't, gonna, you know, I'm oh. going Whatever's on topic for you is is fine for us. Um, and we don't want you to share anything that you don't feel comfortable. You can with. share whatever. If I told you, it's fine. Go ahead. Hey, well, you had told me that when we first started working together, you were in a very dark place. Yeah. And I didn't know because you didn't you didn't show that mm -hmm. to me. You know, you, you were, still came across as polished on top, you know, for <laughs> And but you share with me it was a very dark time. So um I wanna I wanna see if we can kind of unpack a little bit of that. Let's talk. Mm. Um, what 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 did that stage look like for you? Mm. Chaotic. <laughs> so um at the time that you and I met, and I thank God that I ain't look like what I was going through, still going through kinda. I mean, you know, um, but I was starting to go through my divorce or at least a separation um but at the time we were still staying together and it was heavy like the tension in my household it was very very uncomfortable um and it was heavy it was a lot and I was finding my own ways to deal with it <laughs> to say the least and um and so I, I just, as I was finding different ways to, to cope, different, you know, ways to fill voids and things of that nature, it was very chaotic. But you know what was so crazy? It was the most peaceful time. Oh, wait, Jabrail. Oh, wait, yes, yes. Yeah. In the midst of chaos, I was so peaceful. Mm -hmm. I think that I found, I found out a lot about me, but I found out a lot about God. Mm -hmm. And, um, and my mess brought me closer to him. So it just was a lot. 
And that's that's where the whole thing for um, going through it and taking accountability for your mess came from. Mm. I had to own a lot of stuff during that time. So how did because. It's hard not to reoffend in those situations, okay? You're, you know, where you're already, the tension's already tight. And, you know, we reoffend because we end up arguing over the same thing again, 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 you know. And where I was probably just getting over it, now you've said it again, now I'm hurt again. And by the time you get to the the resolve of that situation, there's so much that has piled up on top of that. And I, I'm speaking for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's so much that has piled up on top of that. And so when we look at the words hurt, when we're talking about hurt, it's almost like a wound that never heals. You know, it's just like it just keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper. So Talk to me about how you you started to deal with that because accountability is where you're at. Hey, God. So what that lets me know is you've already come through. So tell us how you dealt with that hurt. How did you deal with that? Because the tension wouldn't have been there if you weren't feeling some type of way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I learned how to speak up on it. I stopped holding it. Ooh. That that was the first thing we talked about last time on the panel about um, taking on other people's baggage. And, you know, um, and I and I said that I'm not I'm not taking I'm only taking so much responsibility and accountability for somebody else's stuff. Right. Um, I I started to deal with it by labeling it. Right. I'm hurt. Um, I'm hurt because I feel neglected. I feel abandoned. I feel um, just plain uh, irritated. You know, um, whatever it was, I started labeling it. And I started speaking my truth. Now, listen, you talking about somebody re-offending. I'm a habitual <laughs> offender. <laughs> because sometimes I don't always deliver it well. Right. Especially if I'm talking about I'm, I'm coming, I'm going to say what I got to say. And my husband wasn't he was always ready for it. But you know what? I said, forget it. I'm going to get it off my chest and then we can deal with it. However, it come. Right. And however he received it, it's for him. Mm-hmm. It's for him because it wasn't my intention to hurt him. But at the same time, the intention was for me not to be hurt and to be heavy with it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not gonna take it to bed at night when I feel like you you play a part in it. Mm. Wait, 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 wait! Slow down, slow down, slow down. When you feel like what they you play, play a part, part in it, yeah, that's important because it's not just you. See, we come into these situations that honestly even happened to me today, where the blame was all placed back on me. You know, and th- it takes two. It takes two to be in a relationship. It takes two to tango. You know, <laughs> we got to be in agreement. So that's a good, good, good point. But so, you know what? With yeah. that, sorry, it okay. takes two to tango. But you decide if you're gonna keep tangoing. 
Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> you decide if you're going to keep dancing around with it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the, the accountability of it, like, okay, like this is yours and this is mine. Take that and be cool with your part in it and, and break it, cut it off right there. Mm-hmm. To me, I feel like that was the most, that was the most pivotal point. Mm-hmm. Break it. Point. Yeah. Break the chain. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's all control. It, it controls you. It consumes you. Um, it, it, it captures you. I remember for a little bit of time um, in my situation, it, it was, it, it, it obsessed me. I was obsessed with the fact that when you going to call, what you going to do, where you at, what's going on, why this, why that, why you, why you treat me this way? I don't even get it. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm. I don't even understand. Like, we, that's God. why I can't wait till we get to the E because expectation is crazy. <laughs> oh, oh, we oh, expectation. We might hit on a little bit, but I can't wait for the E either. I'm, I'm, I'm excited, Jabril. Oh, we, you have brought some uh, to us. Um, I do want the ladies to know a little bit more about you, though. Um, tell them who you are. Oh my God, you always do this to me. <laughs> you would think that I would have something to say by now. Um, y'all, I'm doing a lot. So I'm learning, you know what? I'm learning to edify myself, I guess. Okay. Because to me, I, I always feel like I'm such a work in progress and I'm not where I would like to be at the moment. So man, I'm just me. I don't know who I am, what it's to me. <laughs> um, but I think the most uh, poignant thing that came out last time is I'm a coach. Hey, I'm a coach. I'm a coach to the youth. Um, hopefully, you know what? One time God told me to start a garden. Y'all, this is so funny. He told me to start a garden. Now, listen, because I be on the crazy stuff with the food. They trying to kill us in my mind, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> with the food. So the Lord say start a garden. So I'm like, I'm about to go plant some tomatoes. <laughs> you know, or something like that. And and so I'm talking to these people at work and this lady actually has a, a flourishing garden, right? And she starts talking about how all these bugs are in the garden. Mm. And I said, now, Lord, I know. <laughs> I know you didn't send me to go plant no garden. You know, I can't deal with bugs like that, Lord. That can't be what you meant for me. <laughs> it can't. It can't be. Hey, Jabril, all that. You know, I mean, so let's... <laughs> Let's go ahead and, and, you know, unpack this thing. What you talking about? But you know what? God was talking about a, a garden of people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Spread seeds, share, give, feed, water the people, man. The people mm. of the garden, in the garden. And so hopefully, you know, through my mess, I could be a coach for everybody who needs a little something. You know, mm-hmm. God sent you your people. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he do all of that. He do. He does all of that. I am so excited to have you in the building. You are a truly, truly a breath of fresh air to the ladies. <laughs> Bye tonight. I know the ladies can't wait. <laughs> 
to get in the conversation. So I am going to play a song. You know, you mentioned this song. Oh, we already got. Oh, that's Shauna. Thank you, Shauna. We love you. Uh, I was about to say, we already got a question. <laughs> but um, I am. You mentioned a song in the Ladies Night Live uh, actual that we did in Knuckleheads. And you said, what's that song? What's that song? Bag Lady. And I want to play that because we are unpacking. But mm-hmm. I think for us to unpack, we might need to understand what we carry in, ladies. Um, so we're going to take a quick break and we will be back with all the ladies here on Late mm-hmm. Night Live. We love you. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Dragging all them 
Ladies Night Live. Ladies, where you at? Let me see your beautiful faces. Come on, y'all. It's time to talk. Hey, Diane. I see you, LaShawn. Hey, y'all. Let's go. All right. I got one question for y'all. What kind of bag are you? I even I heard Ziploc bag. I put everything in a Ziploc, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> All sizes of Ziplocs. <laughs> they slide. They, you know, I got the kind you rip open. I got all kinds of Ziplocs. And I don't know what that means about me, but, hey, hopefully it's everything's transparent. You know what I'm saying? Because I always get a clear one. So I'm a, I'm a Ziploc bag lady. So what y'all doing? Don't don't be afraid to just join on in. Wait, this remind me of um sorry y'all. Have y'all ever has anybody ever seen for Color Girls play the play, not the movie? No. I've or seen the movie. read it. It's a it is um a piece by Lady in Green where she says that she a plastic bag under his arm. He got oh. away with her in a in a plastic bag under his arm. Oh no! Yeah, why do I? F- I'm a Walmart bag. Oh Lord! Hey, Lord. you move. You on the move. You know what I'm saying? Best thing about Walmart bags is when you get one, you get ten more. They always stuck together. <laughs> y'all can laugh. Y'all can. That's no fun. Y'all see? Y'all over here cracking up, and can't nobody hear it. You feel me? That's not right. Take y'all mute off. <laughs> <laughs> They like crickets. No. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, so we got Ziploc. We got a Walmart bag. What else we got in the room? I think I'm probably a paper bag. I'm be honest, because when that stuff get heavy, I just start letting everything go. Just let it out. That's good. That was deep. I like that. That's good. And if you are something that somebody else is and you want to put a different spin, that's okay. If you agree with somebody else, that's cool, too. So that's good. Paper bag. That paper bag was good. And you know when a paper bag gets wet, when it gets too soft, everything just falls out anyway. It's going gonna, it's gonna to fold either way. All right. Yeah. He gonna let go. It's not in the crying. Don't nothing held in. I just let everything out. It just ain't nothing else. I could do with it, and then I got to try to clean up the mess. That's good. Oh gosh, that's that's uh, well, you know, that's a good point. I need to hold on to that. That's good. Uh-huh. We gonna come back to that because then we got to clean up the mess. That's good. We gonna come back to that. Who else? But I'm do lucky. we have to clean up the mess? We gonna get on that. See, I but, told but do we have to clean saying? up the mess? Because uh, I'm I, I'm agreeing with Laura. I'm a paper bag when. When I let it go, it's gone. Like it's God, because that's me letting it go. Because yeah. I can't just keep on holding on. So, really? yeah. So I'm I'm not even gonna sit around and clean up the mess. He said, 
uh, what, what does he say about giving? Help me, Amber. <laughs> you give give me your your burdens when they're too heavy oh, and all that. Yeah. I, I'm I'm believing that word, and yeah. I'm done. So, man, amen. Ooh, Diane has her bag in her lap. Hold on, y'all. Y'all can't see her. She rocking. Amen. It's a cute bag. It is cute. (laughs) I'm a small tote bag. So I have several of these size. So what this signals to me is that I I pack everything in until it's just too much. Mm. And then that's when I realize that it's time to unpack and do the work. Mm. Oh, wait. Because yeah. y'all know cleaning them purses out is hard. I know what that's saying. <laughs> Had some lipstick on in it. Uh, your Vaseline done melted in the corner. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Yes, have, I do. Hey, you know what? <laughs> right Ooh. now, I'm probably a little bitty crossbody then. <laughs> <laughs> My yeah. bag is real small and cute. And cute, right? <laughs> Right now, yeah, I'm a little bitty crossbody. <laughs> Amber Breezy Butterfly. I would say I'm luggage. I still have things to unpack, but I'm moving forward now in this phase of my life. Hey, man. Okay, so like, wait, wait, wait. You ain't gonna get them. We got we unpacking. So like a carry-on or a check bag or you know what I'm saying? You got wheels. No, I don't. I don't check luggage. It's a carry-on. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Just enough to carry on, but it'll be Yeah. Okay. I don't stay I don't do lines anymore. I'm setting healthy boundaries now. So that's great. Ooh. As Ooh. I was listening to is it Jabrell? Am I saying that correctly? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um my my suffering led me to submission. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. So Wait, I don't, I don't need to have a bunch of stuff. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, I don't need the stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm good. I'm good with just a light load. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love that. Girl, you know you sound that up. I love it. That's good. That's <laughs> good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anybody else? My girl Brainiac is in the building. Oh, I am I am a, a lady with multiple bags. Okay. And it's really all about what I need in the bag at the time. And I'm versatile enough to switch quickly while at the same time I need to be able to go back because often I put something in a different bag that I'm gonna need at any given time. But if I okay. don't need it at the current moment, I know how to leave that bag behind so that I'm only accessing what I need. But do they pile up, though? Say again? Do they pile up, though? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. I, I listen. Yes. Wait. Do so you be like, well, I don't know which bag that's in and then got to go through all of them to find it? Uh-huh. It depends on what I'm looking for. There are okay. times where I pack specifically certain things in certain bags so that when I need to go wherever it is I got to go to do what I got to do, I know what bag to pick up and take. Oh, okay. That, that, takes, that takes work. It do. Be compartmentalized and all that stuff. Wait, because that's what I was about to say. Like, can we get a utility bag? 
is that is that is that it is I, I, bad. if you think that bad is gonna help organize stuff then let's that's what it is mm. i guess i'm wondering like what is it like to carry all of them though like is that good is that there's always positive and negatives to that Mm. It is accessible, so in the area where it would be positive, if I don't need it at the time, then it's not with me. I'm not carrying it. It's not something that I need to make sure mm. people I have on me at all times. Uh, then there are those bags because of what I'm carrying. I may forget something that I put in a bag that I have to go back to look through the bag to see what's in it, which mm. is why unpacking is necessary. And often you need to do it more frequent than what we usually do. Mm. So if, if you're not a, a multitasker or if you're just, if you don't do well with having multiple things, get down to one bag. I hear you, Holy Ghost. Because oftentimes we have a lifetime full of stuff. And it is, you have to be able to get down and allow God to sometimes strip you back from a lot of the stuff that you're carrying. Because in my previous life, I was a wife, a mom, I'm a grandmother. Listen, we got bags for all those, all those lifestyles. Okay, mm -hmm. right now I'm single. I'm in my room minding my business. So I got, still got nine bags up in here, though. So you have mm -hmm. to know what you use. And then you have to also know when it's time to go ahead and put that to the side until I need it. Or if I don't need it anymore, unpack it, discard it, and put it away. Mm -hmm. You know. I lovingly joke. Camille, what? Camille, how are you? You don't have to speak if you don't if you don't want to. I just wanted to say hello to you. The songbird. Um, hey baby. Hey, so, hey, how are you? Hi, honey. I'm in my pajamas. <laughs> so I'm fine. This lady's night. You come however you want to. Okay. Um. It, the the one thing that I realize about baggage, because I travel a lot, I swear I live out of bags, okay? And I swear I live out of my car, okay? I promise you. I swear I do them both at the same time. Um, but when you live out of your bags, when you live out of bags, okay, you never really unpack anything. You never really get settled. You never really rest because it's, Oh, I'm going here. Okay, let me go over there. Let me do this. And so I'm realizing now how chaotic living out of bags can be because I always realize I don't have what I need. I never have exactly what I need, right? I left it at home. I forgot it this trip, but I brought it on the last trip. But where is it at now? I don't know. Mm -hmm. And that's the way I was dealing with my hurts, my griefs. I was just like, you know, right now it's not in my face, so whatever. And I really want to cry about this right now, but I didn't bring the energy to deal with it. So, oh, well, I don't need it right now. And I just was dealing with stuff in pieces and fragmented. And I think that's what kept me hurt, y'all. Like, I never dealt with the root of it and, and you mentioned the garden uh, one of the things Shauna always says is it all started with a seed it all started with a seed and guess what our hurts all started with a seed too I was looking back like why why do I do that all the time like 
this is something that I've, I, can, I can trace back to childhood that I've been doing for so long. And the Lord had to show me it was the infraction on you as a child. And, 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 and it just kind of grew itself bigger and bigger, you know, because as a child, you're, you don't know what has attached itself to you. And so I, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about how we have things that have happened way back when that maybe even in some circumstances, we can't even resolve it. Mm-hmm. it we, we can't resolve it, but we behold it. <laughs> no, this happened to me and you're not going to take it away from me. <laughs> I'm going to do this with it. When really there's a God that's waiting to say, come on, let me take care of all of that for you. Let me, let me, let me come over here. We're going to go into the word in a second. But there is, there's an out. There's a healing waiting for us. So when do we acknowledge the hurt, look at where it came from, understand that either it was or your wasn't your fault. That ain't between me and you. That's between you and God, and we wholeheartedly give it to God, whether that's through repentance, because I'm not guilty, I'm not innocent of hurting. I've hurt plenty of people. I hurt myself because I hurt people. So I know I've hurt people. So, I mean, I, I just want us to, to do some unpacking around that and, 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 and I'll be quiet. So, Lioness, you said a couple of things. I'm, I want to go back to how um, you, you were talking about you would just move and, you know, I, I, I call it stuffing, right? Because I, yeah. I was a stuffer. I was, that's that, was that's my, that was my jam until healing took place, right? So, a lot of us are, especially as black women, we stuff because I know for me, I will only speak about Lashana. Her, her, her trauma, ex trauma was, I remember always being told, what are you crying for? Stop all that damn crying and excuse my language. y'all. But that's what was, that was what was told to me. Right. Yeah. So as, a, as, as I got older and older, sh- displaying your emotions is bad. Oh. As a matter of fact, displaying your emotions, they're bad. The emotion itself is bad. So those are negative emotions. I had to learn and and really dig in deep on, for one, there's no such thing as a negative emotion. There's an emotion that may not serve you well, but that emotion is trying to tell you something that you need to look in the face. You need to say, I hear you. I see you. I'm even going to embrace you. But then I've got to give you on to God because I got the other side of that emotion that I got to get to real, 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 real fast. Ooh. You see what I'm saying? So the stuffing, I stuffed my mother's death. I was angry. And I sad and I was upset and I was lost because she was my best friend. I was that girl that couldn't do nothing without her mama. That was me. Mm. I stuffed, I stuffed my, my granddaddy's death. I stuffed my stepdaddy's death. I, stu- I stuffed, tried to stuff Patrice's death, my daughter. And God mm. said, enough is enough. And mm. I couldn't stuff that one. And so he showed me how to work through. I lost my daughter in 2018. So I'm working through that losing a child and then my mama's coming up 
my my granddaddy's coming up, my my bonus daddy's coming up. I'm like, what's happening right now? Jesus. Well, you stuffed it, baby. So you think that just because you were able to put on the mask, I'm always happy and joyful. No, that was fake. Now I'm happy and joyful, and it's real because I work with God to to get to my healing, yeah. right, and understand the pain. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that's what I'm seeing a lot of women, you know. But uh, you know, like I said, I know, and and especially in African American households, we, I don't know, maybe it's because our parents didn't want to see us hurt and sad or whatever. I don't know what it is, but I know majority of my African-American families were mm-hmm. all, stop all that crying, stop all that da, da, da. and my bestest of best friends are Caucasian, I love my sisters but, but I saw a whole different raising in that space Yeah, and I'm grateful for that too I'm grateful yeah. because it taught me some things, so I was able to kind of combine a couple of cultures to raise my own Yeah, you know what I'm saying But we gotta still, do this but why, you know, we just raising our children with dignity and sense. What we know. What we right? know. Right. So, and, yeah. uh, uh, we went through that. Uh, y'all, your household was better than mine because I got heels to the back of the head, extension cord whoopings, uh, fly spotter whoopings, whatever was close, you know. But um, I ain't mad. I ain't mad. I'm not that kid. I'm like, boy, you better be good. You probably should have whooped me a little more. <laughs> <laughs> you might have needed to do that a couple of more times Diane go ahead sister I was going to say uh, in regards to household I, I always joke which is going to laugh and matter but my household was not a normal Caucasian household my mom was the aggressor and I suffered traumatic child abuse mm. um, ever since I can remember at the age of three I do believe that at, at that young age, I was molded into being a person for everyone else. Like, you know, there was a movie um, way back when about two siblings, one had cancer and the other one was born to be like, you know, parts for her sick sister. Well, I was born to fix things for my family. I was there to fix problems to be everyone's person when they couldn't fix themselves, including my mom. Mm. I was taught um, I was taught not to cry. I would get more beatings if I did cry. Um, unfortunately, I didn't understand how healing crying was until about mm. seven months after my mom passed away. She passed away in 2017 about March, April 2018, um, a pastor helped me realize that healing was, I mean, crime was necessary within your healing. And it's mm-hmm. a belief. So you're given that power back where it belongs. You're given that, that pain back where it belongs. It doesn't belong with you anymore. So when you give it back, then you gain strength and you stand your ground. And you're able to learn yourself, especially for myself that I didn't know who I was until after my mom passed away. Um, because that's when I was allowed to learn who I was 
mm-hmm. uh, my mom programmed me to be. Um, That's good. Yeah, That's- I do believe that. Oh, go ahead. Because a lot of the way we are is because of how we were raised, too. Um, a lot of my offenses was they happened to me as a child. I can honestly say since I'm adult, I'm chilling, right? But the the trauma I carry is from childhood, from abandonment, from not feeling like my mom didn't love me, feeling like, you know, I don't have no daddy, like, you know, molestation. I, 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 I promise you, I'm type, I'm type like any trauma that could have happened. I feel like it happened to me. And I know we all have that similar story and that's why we're in the same place. So I want us to, to talk about coming out of that. Um, hurt is a difficult thing because sometimes we can act like we're not hurt. And you mentioned um, LaShawn about the, you know, African mother, African American mother, the black mother, if you will. And I know for me raising six kids, I just felt like I don't have time to break down. I don't have it. I have to feed these kids. I have work. I, 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 I don't have time. I don't. And if I break down now, I got to call into work, won't get paid, can't pay the bills. And that's more stress because now the lights is off, you know. I, I felt like I just didn't have time to do it because I was so busy making things happen. I think Debrell said so busy making things work, fixing things like like Diane said, making sure everything worked for everybody else. So how do we find time? What, you know, we really is there time to unpack? Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Is yeah. there? I see you breezy. Is there time to unpack? When do you find it? You got to make time because if you don't make time, it'll spew over. And then you, before you know it, God will literally, he will sit you down and you'll be like, what am I doing? Sit up here crying with all this mess. (laughs) And then that's when you have to really literally like, like just take your time and like, you got to go through it. If you don't do nothing but piecemeal it, you know, piece by piece, you know, however the case may be is, is definitely something that you got to take that time for yourself. That's why we got self-care now. Everybody's preaching self-care, you know, mm-hmm. all over the place. If you're not giving your time that self-care, you know, that's just more, more and more you putting in that paper bag. And before mm-hmm. you know that paper bag on break and you're going to be standing there with that mess. And, you know, and I know like, you know, like the sister said, she said, well, when, you know, with my paper bag, I'm able to give it all to God. But sometimes you don't immediately give everything right to God. You know, you find yourself, you know, with so much stuff just dealing around and you have to try to process through that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times um, we go to therapy because we haven't processed that emotion. Cause mm-hmm. like you said, stop, shut up and stop crying or I give you something to cry about. And so we don't want to hear about crying. So a lot of us as children, you know, even for myself, I can, you know, testify to that. I ain't never really processed no emotion. And then, you know, I went to therapy and I'm crying over stuff that didn't happen when I was a child, 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 you know, and right. I, I, I have memories of things that went on. I was three years old. I ain't processed stuff from three years old. And here I am, 41 years old. Talk about it. You know, so I'm going to, you know, I'll back off. I'll let somebody no, else. It's, it's, yeah. It's so much. It's, it's so much to unpack. I feel like in what, um, 
just a, a few topics that we that we've touched on. But first of all, I've, I've recently come to learn what while I was saying, like in the midst of my chaos, I felt so peaceful. Feeling like you don't have time is a trick of the devil, especially when we know that God's timing is perfect. Like it's crazy to say that that you don't have time. You feel like you don't have time because you're holding on to stuff that ain't for you. You mm. you prioritize the stuff that that you think is important, and mm. and putting that over over what's necessary, right? When really you can just let it go. Is mm. is I mean, literally, my auntie told me one time she was like, "Just drop it." And I couldn't wrap my mind around it. Like, what do you mean? Drop it. Drop what? How does that look when I do got to pay my bills? I got to feed my kids. I've made obligations to this and I made obligations to that. And I want to obtain this and I want to obtain that. Just drop it. Drop Mm. it and allow allow God to fill your space and time with what is going to get you to the next level and what's going to get you those things that you want to obtain. Right. If you say that you are a follower and a believer of Christ and you have to trust it, trust him and let it go. He's going to pay the rent. He's going to pay the rent. He's going to make sure that you eat. He's going to make sure that your kids are good. Trust that if you can't trust yourself and you can't trust nothing else. Yeah. Ooh. And then the, the balance starts to, to come. Right. Yeah. Then, then when we talking about with our parents, because so I grew up, my both of my parents were on drugs for most of my life, right? Mm. Um, I graduated with with both of my parents still on drugs. Thank God, you know, they've they've come full circle now. <laughs> At least we hope, Lord. Uh, <laughs> and you know, um, I had a I had a little sister that grew up in the household with me, and we had two completely different mothers. Mm-hmm. Right. Because by the time that my sister became a teenager, my mom had been clean. Me and my sister are um, seven years apart. So a different mother raised her. Mm-hmm. Right. And I used to hold so much resentment for my mom. Um, I think I think that's what it was, you know, but I came to a place where the same stuff that you saying, right, like you don't have time. You feel like you don't have time because you're trying to do this. You're trying to do that. That's an experience for your kids too, right? But you mm-hmm. you raising them and dealing with your stuff with, with what you got. So I had to give my mama and my daddy grace, right? Because I still feel like a 16-year-old raising my kids right now, right? I can remember when I was their age and now all of a sudden I'm responsible for little ones and I'm mm-hmm. so lost on my own. And so if you can start to humanize the people that you feel like hurt you, Right. Sort out what they were dealing with. And, and you don't got to take on their mess, but understand that people meet them where they where where they could have been at the time. Mm-hmm. It'll start you feel a little better about it. Mm-hmm. Like, dang, you know, they was messed up too. They was messed up too. And it messed me up, but I'm gonna give you grace, man. I'm gonna give you grace with that so that then I can give myself some grace. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna play a little quick. Music break, get you some water, use the restroom. We got about 20 more minutes, man. Y'all, we unpacking, we unpacking, we dealing with hurt. We're going to get into the word when I come back. So y'all want to get y'all Bibles together. Hosea 1, we starting at 1. We just going to tap in and tap out. 
uh, because I believe everything that we said uh, can be dealt with right there. So let's go, ladies. seem to fall asleep there was so much on my mind searching for that peace but the peace I could not find so then I kneeled down to pray pray help me please then he said you don't have to cry I'll supply all your needs As soon as I stopped worrying As soon as I stopped worrying Worrying how the story is When I let go when I let go And I let God Let him have Let God have his way That's when things That's when start things happening start happening When I stopped looking at back then When I let go when I let go when I let God, let him have There's so much going on Sometimes I can't find my way And oftentimes I struggle Struggle from day to day I had to realize it is not my battle it's not my battle to fight I have to know if I put it in your hands That everything will be alright As soon yeah. as I stop worrying As soon as I stop worrying Worrying how the story is I can let go I let go in my I can let God let it pass Let go and let God let go. Let God, oh, let go and let God let go and let God, my brother, let go and let God, my sister, you can't handle it. Let God, oh, let go and let God. God. He's the only one with the answers. Just let God. He can handle it all. Yes, he can. Let God. With tears in your eyes. Just let God. He feels your pain. And he knows your heart. He knows your issues. He knows your struggles. So let go.
Lego, Lego. <laughs> so. Mm. That's the hardest part. <laughs> oh, God, that is the hardest part. Ooh, so, um, thank you, God. Thank you, God. So I wanted to, I wanted to dabble into the key scripture for the lesson heal. And um, it goes along with our personal healing, our spiritual healing, our healing as a nation, our healing as a kingdom, as God's kingdom. Because God wants us to heal so he can use us. As long as we're fragmented, the enemy can use us too. He can abuse us. He can trick us. He can do all these great things. But the beauty of who God is is that he already knows who we are. So I'm going to start with Hosea. I'm going to make, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tap in and tap out. I, I really would encourage you to soak and feed on this word from chapter one all the way to the end because God's whole purpose with this book was to heal a nation. And we are his people and he wants to heal us um, in the process. So I'm going to start with um, Hosea 1, chapter 2. I mean, Hosea chapter one, verse two. And I just kind of want to set a little bit of the scene. It says here, when the Lord began to speak by Hosea, the Lord said to Hosea, go take yourself a wife of harlotry and children of harlotry. For the land has committed great harlotry by departing from the Lord. So he went. And took Gomer, the daughter of Diplim, and she conceived and bore him a son. So I'm going to stop right there. Somebody write that down for me. Well, what did, who did he tell him to go marry? <laughs> we already great. Come on, so it's the beginning before the end. Yeah, <laughs> What did he tell? Who did he tell him? Who did he tell him? A prostitute. A prostitute. Okay. okay. He knew she was a prostitute. He said, go get you a hoe. Yes. Go, to, go buy you a hoe. Her kids are made out of hoes. Go get you. A prostitute. Yes. And marry her. Who who is Hosea though? Like this prophet, like <laughs> so I just want to tout right there because what God does for Gomer and I and I could not help put myself in her place. Like 
you, who, Jabril, did you say God will sit you down? Mm-hmm. He will sit you down. You. <laughs> huh? I probably did say that. Probably, somebody on this wonderful panel said it. Uh, maybe Laura. Laura said it. God will sit you down. He will sit you down. And I feel like this is what God was doing for a nation. He was saying, come here, hope. <laughs> come here, girl. Come here, girl. Come here, prostitute. I need you to be still so that I can deal with your hurts. Because the whole time, God has been supporting, providing, loving, protecting. And, and what was happening with Gomer? So let's go to... um Where are we at? Okay. Let's go over to chapter two. Okay. And there's more in this, but I just I'm, I'm just giving this to us um for just so that we can be aware. All right, so chapter two, verse one, say to my brother, my people, and to your sisters, mercy is shown. Bring charges against your mother, bring charges, for she is not my wife, nor am I her husband. Let her put away her harlotries for her sight and her adulteries from between her breasts, lest I strip her naked and expose her as in the day she was born and make her like a wilderness and set her like a dry land and slay her with thirst. I will not have mercy on her children, for they are the children of harlotry, for their mother has played the harlot. So who conceived them has behaved shamefully. For she said, I will go after my lovers who give me my bread and my water, my wool and my linen, my oil and my drink. Therefore, behold, I will. I want to stop right there, though. (laughs) I want to stop right there because. Out of all the relationships that I thought I was in because, oh, they got money. Oh, they taking care of me. Oh, they doing, they doing me good. They take, they provided for me. Out of all those relationships, I end up being left with nothing but hurt. Giving people credit for providing and taking care of me. All right, I'm going to stop there. Anyway. So it says here, I'm going to go to six. Therefore, behold, I will hedge. And I'm really on a natural standpoint right now, but we'll get to the rest. So I'm going to six. Therefore, behold, I will hedge up your way with thorns and wall her in she that so that she cannot find her path. She will chase her lovers, but not overtake them. Yes, she will seek them, but not find them. Then she will say, I will go and return to my first husband for then it was better for me than now for she did not know that i gave her grain new wine and oil and multiplied her silver and gold which they prepared for vow do do y'all want me to y'all want me to elaborate y'all somebody want to elaborate on that somebody want to take that Uh-oh, there goes Shauna. I know, right? <laughs> okay, sisters. <laughs> um, 
part of what Hosea, um, as a prophet and a man of God, is expressing um, after God gave the command for him to marry her, um, and that meant marry her for where she's at, not for where God was going to bring her to. So God understood what oftentimes we don't because we tend to operate in the now versus the later on or down the road. And then by the time you get to chapter two, Jose is like, listen, I'm trying, I'm trying to give her back <laughs> because she, everything that she chased after, everything that she's pursuing, she's giving credit to them. And then as the man of God, he's saying, but here I had all of these things already provided for you, but you don't acknowledge or recognize me. You don't see me. So you're giving credit, if you will, to your other gods, little g. And so, like I, I said a while ago um, to um, some of you, that at some point, all of us have to deal with our big G's and little G's in our life. And then when we get when we get the order, when we when we are out of order or as what God told me recently, you got to get the order straight, mm. get back, get mm. God back on the throne. And either take yourself off the throne, take other things that you have put in place of me, uh, mm -hmm. and get the order straight. And when you do that, I will bless you. Mm. Now, Gomer was, if you will, blessed, but all of her blessings were temporal. Oh. In other words... If I have, I have to keep coming back, offering up myself and my services, if you will, uh, in order to continue to receive, manipulate, play the game, play the field. You know, if you give me a piece of bread, you can sleep with me. Maybe I'll show you a little something, but I'm not going to give you all of, you know, just all the stuff that we as women can fall into the trap of um, doing playing and manipulating men because one of two things is usually going to happen to us either we will be taken advantage of or we're going to learn to play the game yeah. and so once we if you will get and we still being taken advantage of and, and, and you are you you are you feel like i feel like we can feel like okay this is how i gain control but the real truth is, by the time we see ourselves, which is what is going to happen to Gomer, by the time you pass by your mirror of life, mm. you haven't realized all of the stuff that you lost, gave away, compromised, and all the, all the other things. The beauty of the story is, is God's redeeming grace. Because listen... I didn't gave I didn't gave some stuff up. I'm I still want my stuff back. There's some stuff I didn't left. I ain't going back to the enemy's territory to go get it. I did I did I did go to heaven and ask God for it in the form of restore me so that these things can be restored unto me. But mm -hmm. I also had to be able to recognize a hard truth. There's some stuff I gave up on the enemy's territory, and guess mm -hmm. what? I'll never get it back. Amen. So I have to then be in position or allow myself to be put in the position that if I'm going to come to God with what I have now or what I have left as a result of what I gave up, then I have to literally fight 
to protect myself in the now so that I don't allow anything coming behind me to be attractive enough to take me back. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I'm waiting. Who else? I was gonna say I, I love I love Hosea and Gomer. Um, one of the one of the main things that I take from that is for one, God can use any any and everything you talk to teach and bless you. Because I can only imagine what Jose. Hosea and even the people around him were thinking when God told him to go find a whore <laughs> yeah. and marry her, right? And and nine times out of ten, they was thinking he didn't tell you that. He didn't. He didn't tell you that. He didn't he say didn't that. Go down he, there. he just want to be down there, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, but he did, and he did meet her where she was. He also allowed her to go through all of her mess. And him and Jose as well That's go through, good, didn't he? Go through didn't his house. Then he pay off her debts to her ex lovers and listen the record up. Basically, she was blessed in the midst of her chaos. It was it was peace in the midst of her chaos, and at the same time, she still she wouldn't have been able to appreciate what she had waiting on her had she not gone through gone through it. I don't think. Had I been born with a silver spoon in my mouth, Lord, you won't be able to tell me nothing. It ain't no way. I wouldn't be here today talking to y'all. I guarantee it. I mean, I guarantee it. Right? So her her journey was necessary. Even Hosea's journey was necessary. You know, and I mean, you know, ultimately it was the message of saying that you, you whore yourself out. You chase this and that and all of that. Right? To no avail. I'm still gonna be right here waiting on you. Hmm. I'm gonna be right here waiting you ain't on you. Get nothing from it, huh? You ain't gonna get nothing from it. It, it. It's gonna be a chase for you. So if you think about a dog chasing their tail, they just going around in circles, reliving the same thing over and over. Because I know you guys have heard different, same devil, different person. Yeah, you ain't never heard, you ain't never heard, heard it. it. Same devil, different person. I, I used to swear I would date this. I, I've dated one man and he's been in three different bodies. Uh, how many like, how, how do I keep running in? I don't understand, but it it's what I attract. So it's I, like the wilderness, though. Yeah. Right. I always think about the Israelites being in the wilderness. Listen, it was a three day trip. It took them 40 years. <laughs> How? Because we chasing. Huh? No, I just said, listen, I'll be thinking the same thing. Like, I would have lost my ever-loving mind. Like, why are we still here? What are we, what are we supposed but they to be didn't, But they didn't realize, right? They yes. didn't realize that they were on a three-day trip and that it had taken 40 years. The mm -hmm. Lord, the Lord didn't, didn't reveal them, deliver them until they were ready, right? Yes. They had to picked up and learn what they needed to learn to maintain the land of milk and honey. Mm -hmm. That's why it took them 40 years. It was their mindset the whole time. You know and what I'm saying? So, so. 
But you know, was. but but give yourself grace, just like with Gomer. You know what I'm saying? Like she had to go through that stuff. That that doesn't make her. It don't make you any less. Give yourself the time to gather the tools. God yeah. got a plan for you, and trust that you ain't missing nothing. Like yes, the the stuff that you that you did get you know lose you know when you were in the enemy's territory and stuff like that but god multiplied it mm. he multiplied it once you allow him to right once you once you um get to where he needed you to be you know mm-hmm. all of our experiences i feel like help us to gather tools for the next level that's your extra oil you know what i'm saying had you not forgotten the oil the first time you would oh, never thought to get it to bring it the second time Listen, amen. Listen, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go through when all my past three years, I've done some of the wildest (laughs) stuff to me, right? You know, for me, is I've done things that, as as a had another woman done it, I wouldn't have respected her for it, Hmm. and I couldn't, I couldn't understand how I got there, but then at the same time, I was like, forget it, man, because I don't have no control over it, it was up. Right. Mm-hmm. Some kind of way, though, God grounded me in that. His time, mm-hmm. I learned to trust his timing. Like, bro, you messed up right now, but you know what? I knew where my help came from at the mm-hmm. same time. So I'm praying, God, keep me, teach me, right? Forgive me. Mm-hmm. And now I do sit here as messed up as I have been, you know. I'm 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 so peaceful. I'm unmoved, and I know that beyond a shadow of a doubt, God can do anything. He can do anything if yes. you allow it. But you you got to sort through the mess. Unpack the bag, like we was talking about. Unpack it. I know you don't want to see what really is it in the corner of your bag that squirts out, and now it's kind of hard. But then it's a gooey part in the middle of it. You don't want to touch it. What is it? How long has it been there? You got to. Yeah. You got to. So may I touch on something real quick? Yeah. You know, we've been talking about the the devils that we've been, you know, we've dealt with in the past. And, um, but I really wanted to touch on repent, renounce, receive, Mm -hmm. and then rejoice. Because the devils that we dealt with in the past. Repeat them for me, sis. Repent. Rejoice, renounce, receive, and rejoice. Let's go. Okay. Because the thing is, is that, you know, we talked about the devils that we dealt with, right? Whatever those things are. But there's also um, a, a point of realization because even though the trauma trumps maybe the treatment in the past or whatever, for me, um, it trumped the truth. It trumped the treatment, right? Um, being able to see the truth. The enemy doesn't want us to see the truth, right? Um, the, he, he wants us to get stuck in the lies, right? Whatever they were, because my stuff goes back to childhood as well. The sexual abuse at the hands of my father, um, the domestic violence in those environments, right? Um, mm. But the thing is, is that it's actually not scary. God loves us so much and he's merciful and gracious and kind. So it's a gentle breaking those walls that we built up to protect ourselves, right? Like, like the walls of Jerusalem, right? Um, they have to come down. Um, and so he, he gently has those things come down 
Mm. So in the book of Nehemiah, it talks about repair and restoration. Um, And so, but there's a point where I had to realize that um, I was walking in my own will Mm. and I was walking in my own way. So yes, things had happened at the hands of others, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But Amber Dawn was walking in her own will and, and took over and I wasn't obedient to God. And so the spirit of harlotry, the spirits of divination, the spirits of stupor and walking in the dumb spirits were over me. And so that's where I was like, we really have to make sure that those devils that are over us, that we need to repent. And then we need to renounce those spirits. And then we, we, we really need to receive the spirits of humility, that God confidence, right? And then we need to receive the spirit of meekness, the fruits of the spirit. We need to really call back those things that were perceived to be lost call back those things, right? Which is what Prophet Shana was saying, call them back. Now, I'm, I'm gonna say like, I, I left the flash screen TV, right? When God sent that, that legion of angels that got me out of Talk that situation ship, because I realized I had never actually been in a relationship because there was no possible way because I wasn't focusing on the father. So I couldn't be in a relationship. It always ended in a situation that sunk the ship, right? But I'll tell you this, there are hidden truths. It was when I took the class, the prophetess, the body keeps the score, that I was like, there are hidden truths. And so really we do, we have to call back those fruits of the spirit, but the things that were lost to us, but it's the fruits of the spirit, you guys, that replace those things. And we really have to just cast those other things into the lake of fire and say, Jesus, we don't want those things to replace them. Because at some point in time, we knew what we were doing. Now, they were hidden truths because oftentimes, literally, the trauma does trump the treatment and the truth. And us being able to see things, hear things and feel things for what it is, are, it's very skewed, right, at some point because of the trauma. But then when we do, we're tasked to do better when we do start to know because healing is peeling, right? Healing is peeling, peeling is healing. So we practice self-care because self-care is now the buzz thing, right? But we practice self-care so that we don't walk around wounded, you guys. And so I just felt really tasked to kind of put that out there is that we we are walking in those devilish spirits and stuff because it's never about other people. It's always about us and those things that happen to us at the hands of other people. But we are all children of God. You know, God loves us so much. And so it's just like breathing, you guys. It's as easy as breathing, you know, that we do those things. And then we just let it all fall away, you know, as God just gifts us with his mercy and his grace and his love. And then we're emancipated. We're fully emancipated because his word, this is the proclamation. This is the proclamation. And then we just accept the emancipation. The emancipation. So praise God. <laughs> Y'all know what? Every time Breezy come on, she just drop it, drop the mic. She just just puts it down. That's awesome. And and you know, it's the Bible says, and and I'm gonna ask one of y'all to to help me. But we should work out our what is it, Shana, with fear and trembling. Work out your own soul salvation with fear and trembling. And 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 
that goes to that repentance. That goes to, okay, God, I'm not just going to sit here and be like, take it away, God, here. No, God, I'm staying. I'm working through it. I'm, I'm, it if I got to, if I got to just sit here and, and, and cry for how, whatever, I am working through it. And the fear piece, and I learned this myself this weekend, the fear piece is, God, how, how dare I come to you? <laughs> How dare I serve you? <laughs> How dare I operate in any position that you put me in? Uh, and I know I'm not right with you. Where does the fear of and respect for the Lord come in? And I had to deal with that within me. You know, okay, here I am trying to do this tonight, but tomorrow I'm going to be in church. I'm going to play nice, God. But he showed me me, and I had to repent to him so that he can restore me, <laughs> so that he can start to show me me. Because one thing that I do realize about the Lord is the more you seek him, the more you see yourself. Because you can't be in the light and not be exposed. Period. So our healing, go ahead, Shana. So I was literally going to say then, it's because we're in the light mm -hmm. that allows the exposure, especially into the dark things that mm -hmm. we usually don't want to see. I don't mind being of light if it shows my good side. <laughs> but oftentimes where your work, where your work is at, that part. Uh, where where our work is at is actually shine the light on the things that are dark. Remember, light illuminates. So mm. whatever is hidden, whatever is hidden in the dark places, mm. those are actually the places where we need greater revelation. Because if we only, if you will, stick close to the light, mm. you can see. But guess what? You have no idea what you're not seeing. Mm. So therefore, it's better to step into a greater source of light than to just be comfortable or get to a place where I have just enough light, mm. but I'm not allowing the total light of God. And I've realized all of none, none of us can take on the total glory of God. But I have learned in the in the time that I'm walking in, I never really realized how dark. My preferences were to keep myself in the dark mm. until I started coming into the light and then realizing it required more light, not less. Mm. Amen. <laughs> oh, tonight was good like this. First letter done, hurt. Um, we will come back. Uh, I think it's uh, uh, yeah. um, <laughs> I don't even know what month it is, y'all. Ah, I think November twenty-four, right? No, it's a Thursday. The next Thursday is the 27th that's actually ladies night 
we I wanted to break this series up in two week increments because we're dealing with the um, the acronym of HEAL. Um, so if you all would like to join us next Thursday, I have another special guest. She hasn't necessarily confirmed, but we will see. Uh, I should know tomorrow. Um, and we will be unpacking E, expectations. Um, just goes to um, how we set people up to treat us. You know, are we are we putting proper expectations out there? And that also goes with God. Um, you know, he sets expectations for us and then we try to set expectations for God. So we're going to dabble into that um, next week. So I am so thrilled y'all are here today. I um, I'm going to take us out with um, gracefully broken Tasha Cox. But before I do that, can somebody pray for us tonight, please? Don't everybody jump. Come on, prayer warriors. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, thank you. Thank you for this beautiful time that we've had together as sisters, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for bringing us all together and allowing us to work through the tr past traumas, the childhood traumas and the pains and understanding the, the acronym of HEAL and, and just working through unpacking all that luggage and baggage. And Lord, you are just always faithful. You're just always on time. And for that, Father God, we just thank you and we praise you, Father God. Father God, we just pr I pray for each and every last one of these ladies, Father God, whatever is on their hearts, on their minds, in their souls, Father God, that does not serve them, Father God. I ask you right now in the name of Jesus in to remove name. it, Father God. Father God, you are the all-time healer. We know we've been reading your word. We know that all we have to do is cry out to you and then you yes. are there. All the lady with the issue of uh, blood, all she had to do was get you your hymn. And you said she was healed. She was healed before she even got to the hymn because of her confidence in you, Father God. So, Father God, we just love you. We thank you. We praise you. We know you could do all things and anything but fail. And for that, we are protected and we are comforted. So we love you. We thank you. We ask that as we go throughout our nights, Father God, that you give us a restful sleep and allow us to start tomorrow with bright and beautiful energy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God, break you to position you, break you to promote you, and break you to put you in your right place. But when he breaks you, he doesn't hurt you. He doesn't, when he breaks you, he doesn't destroy you. He does it with grace. Anybody been gracefully broken where? Ooh. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. So, Father, tonight we're broken before you. Thank you for handling us with grace. Yeah. Just lift your worship right there in this moment. Heart on the 
altar again Set me on fire Set me on fire Come on, sing Set me on fire. 